Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 182 of the Pika's Friendly Podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson, and joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello. And uh, this week, we have, I mean, there's a few things. Yeah, a couple, handful, not many, but a, a few. Well, first, Firak happens like four hours after our last episode. That's true. Uh, just the absolute classic. We record an episode that the boss dies. Exactly. That's how, that's how it's been the past couple of times, I feel like. Um, I think that happened for every boss's expansion. Nice. Nice. We're good um, luck. We're good luck charms. For good luck charms. I like that. We're good luck charms. Uh, Season of the Discovery released on Thursday. Uh, I think we've both played a bit of that. I think you've played a bit more than I have, but soon. Soon. I have. I'll wait back on that. Nice. Uh, and then tuning, class tuning, uh, Miss Weaver finally paying for all those buffs with some nerfs. Yeah, we are. Yeah, but not, we'll, we'll get into it. Not, it's not the end of the world, we'll say. It hurts, but it's not not terrible. So, Yeah. Uh, but before we get into all that, uh, Anomaly, how was your raid week? Uh, we had a very good raid week, we'll say. We got two new bosses now. We got Na- Na- Naimu, I believe is how you pronounce it, right? Or Nimue. Your guess is I, as good as yeah. mine. Nimue, Naimue. Uh, yeah, something. That boss uh, got down um, first kill and then went and killed Laradar uh, in the same night, actually. So nice. um, Tuesday was like our reclear got Nimue or Naimu, however you say it, pretty low. Didn't get the kill. And got the kill early Thursday and then spent about uh, probably about two and a half hours on Laradar, three hours on Laradar, um, which is cool. I mean, both bosses are interesting. Um, Nimue is is an awful fight as a melee healer. I it is it is what like it's just a miserable fight as melee. Honestly, I don't know if it's a great fight for anybody, but it's especially miserable for melee. Uh, it was yeah, just on like watching like stun lines while like also trying to heal and like you know you're at least as a healer like your your eyes are in your raid frames and you have to look up and dodge things, make sure you're soaking the right thing, make sure yep. you're not in the circles after the soak completes. It's just it's yep. a lot. And then um like we had a lot of trouble actually had a, had a lot of weird wipes in terms of like number first couple weird ones where we had one of the side ads positioned too close to the back ad. So when it did its AOE, it was kill, killing people in the back. Oh, uh, the which was fun. Yeah, because oh, because okay. we didn't realize it the first like it happened. I think three times before we realized what was happening. Because pre what we thought was like people were just not getting out of the back ads AOE. So that's even very difficult to see. Or yeah, they're, super they're, difficult they're to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was that. So it was fun to find out. And then um, and then yeah, we um, we also found out like we had to balance DPS a little bit too on the back ad. Like we but only in the third group which was just like annoying because like you get all the way to that part of the fight and then they're like yeah. oh well then we wipe so um yeah. so, so that was that and then laradar was laradar was a lot easier than i thought it was going to be um i think there's a lot of people's responses to it there's i see people recommending now that you actually if you're if you're going through mythic prog now you actually hit laradar first yeah because it got much easier with gear than nimoy did nimoy the yeah the green boss. The green yeah. boss did not scale as as much with gear. Like you can five heal that now, which is what we ended up doing. Oh, okay. Uh, we nice. we got Nimoy down on Friday. We pulled it last Sunday for like an hour and a half, two hours. Um, and just like there's a few things going on. There's some like more internal guild stuff that I don't want to talk about here, but there there were a few issues. Um 
and uh, did not get it last Sunday. Came in and killed it in like thirty minutes yesterday, yeah, or Friday, nice. and um, put like two poles into Laridar, nice. uh, and just got the absolute like I, I'm really bad about this, you know. The I I got this, I'm fine, instantly die kind of deal, yeah, um, and. We have the brambles, right? On Laridar, you have to heal those. They have a ton of health. And our receiver is like, I got this. It's fine. No. They were at, the brambles were at 95% when the cast finished. Oh, God. Yeah. It was very close. And that was our last poll tonight. Um, so basically, what it is, is they needed to like cocoon it for the healing amp or something. Yeah. Uh, we also have two evokers. So we are doing, we might be doing some Emerald Communion stuff. Um, to, to, because like both the Druids are, are both the Evokers are playing the Blossom build, which doesn't really have, it doesn't have, it literally doesn't have stasis. They don't take yeah. stasis to talent. Um, so you can't do the big Emerald Communion ramps that people may remember from previous tiers. Uh, you just can't put out enough of the, it's like atonements, basically. You can't put out enough atonements. Mm-hmm. to uh make it heal the whole raid. Uh but you can put your atonement on the cocoon or not the on the on the brambles uh, or on the treants actually is the other place we might use that tech. Gotcha. And then they can emerald communion and just like top them. That's not yeah, we had um we ended up running a holy like our comp was basically disc holy disc priest, holy priest, holy paladin and then a misweaver. And our that basically our holy priest, comp. yeah, our holy priests essentially soloed the brambles every yeah. time with the, with yeah. help from the paladin. And so, like, my job was only healing the ads. And it was funny, like, we our issue was was actually the third set of ads was actually not healing it fast enough because it's essentially a it's a it's a ton of overlaps. It's ads spawn, you kill them, but three seconds after they spawn, then you get the fire drops. You're moving. As right. you're trying to kill them, and then immediately after the fire ends, you get a charge, and yep. so like there's not a ton of time to like top them in between that. So um, so I ended up actually saving of like evoke and using evoke just to get those ads topped, like yeah. as we're moving. So I had to do some interesting stuff. But no, we um, it's funny the the first pull we got to phase three with everyone alive, we killed the boss, right. which is like, <laughs> I've heard similar or phase things. two. Sorry. Yeah. Phase two is a, it's super easy. Like it's literally like there's not even he, like the healing is more difficult. I'd say in, in the preceding phase, like phase two healing yeah. is like you cover, like you going into the intermission is a little bit rough. Right. So that's, a, that's a lot of damage. But after that, there's like, if you have, if you have everybody alive, it's one major damage event and that's it. And like, right. you have the, the Razgath bomb things, right? Exactly. The fall yeah. off damage from those. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, that's the only major damage event in that phase. Um, and so then it's just a race against killing the boss before the ads sort of started, the seconds that ads start walking in. So yeah, no, it's a, it's a fun fight. We had, you know, we had always the interesting trouble of like people badly positioned. So we had some range doing their own little range stuff and they'd get like they basically plant in the middle as we're trying to get the hose thing going. So yeah. like they'd pick it up and not realize it. So, um, and then we had a little bit of trouble with like, because we'd wiped a bunch early, like the third group had like zero practice. So when we'd yeah. get there, it'd be like super frantic for them to do it. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was a, it was a fun, I mean, I would say it's definitely an easier boss than, than Nimue. Um, gear definitely makes 
particularly P2, almost like free if yeah. you get there with enough people alive. Um, but yeah, Nimue is fun though. Like it's you play a different build as a Misweaver on it, which is cool. Um, is that so, the ancient teachings one? So you don't play full ancient teachings. You sort of play like a hybrid, like what Swaggles was doing. It's like you take Feyline and you take I guess you take ancient teachings, but you don't take like awakened Feyline and all all of that that track right. of you're the not Feyline going tree. fully into like the Mythic Plus build kind of territory. This exactly. Yeah. Build. Yeah. Yeah. But you still play AT and then you know you still have Yulon on minute Yulon for like covering certain events. So like as a Mistweaver, I'd save I saved my evoker. It times pretty well that you can use your evoke in all the intermissions. Um, cause I solo healed basically, we only four healed that. So like I solo healed basically whatever mob I was on. Yeah. Um, so, um, that's me and the paladin basically would solo heal and then our evoker cause we had evoker in for that one and the disc would, uh, heal the third area. So it was, um, yeah, it wasn't bad. I mean, really good progression. And now we get, we didn't actually get a chance to pull smolder on. So we start yeah. smolder on frog. I spent some time last night setting up Smolder on weak auras and such. Um, I have not set up. Oh fuck! I was supposed mm -hmm. to do healing pool answer that since re we're reasonably likely to have at least an hour on Smolder on today. Like I should yeah. probably set up like phase one Smolder on cooldowns, and I'll probably like overdo it a bit, right? Like Smolder on is a multi-day prog fight. You're you're not killing it. We're not killing it in an hour, or even if we were really good on Lairdar, like three and a half hours yeah it's just like that would actually i checked uh that would be the fastest progression time of any public logs if we did that not too which, bad not too bad which so basically that means it ain't happening but I, I do need to like make sure that we can walk in there and like have healing cooldowns for phase one and for the the first intermission the world in flames um so that at least we got something. Like I'm tempted to say healers yolo it, which we did on like Council of Dreams, uh, nice. but we were also yeah. doing the five heal duck strat on Council of Dreams, so a little bit different than yeah. than uh, Smolder on. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I don't know how people deal with Nimue without like I'm playing Blood Decay, right? Blood Decay yeah. AMS prevents you from getting stunned by the lines. Death's Advance lets you walk walk through the knockback flowers without. Like they don't do any damage or anything. You That's just get awesome. to so like I I put my flowers on top of my flowers. That's cheating. That's hilarious. And then if you do mess it up and you get stunned anyway, you have icebound fortitude that breaks the stun and makes you immune to it for ten seconds. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so you just like I just don't like the the thing that makes blood decay really fun. There's two things. It's it's death strike gober. And mm -hmm. also, you have all these buttons that let you ignore mechanics. You get your Death's Advance, you got your AMS, you got your Icebound Fortitude. You got the fact that you're just like a built like a brick wall and just like hit Vamp Blood and just stand and stuff. <laughs> Which cheating. is cheating. Uh, and then like the flower explosions, like it ended up being easier. Rather than trying to dodge the flower explosions and like crossing lines while I'm taking double nature damage, it actually ended up being way easier for me to just stand in the flower explosions, know that I was going to take that damage and just death strike. Yeah. God, because I knew it wasn't going to kill me. It would do 800k damage, but I got 1.2 million health without vamp blood. Yeah. So I just take it, hit death strike, and I'm fine. Rather than like moving through the wall, taking the dot, and then having that dot continue ticking the next time the boss casts on me. Yeah. No, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. We had um 
we definitely had our blood DK taking two because you get what three tank bombs yes. in yeah, a phase. So, so we were doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Blood DK definitely took two. Our warrior tank would take one, and I'd have to cocoon him for everyone because like, yeah. as he's running out, like, yeah, I I messaged him after our raid on Sunday. I'm, yeah. uh, uh, and it was like, I don't know how you do this on the prot warrior, but if you're going to do it on the prot warrior, you gotta you gotta do this middle one. You cannot do two. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. So I think yeah we uh. I had to make sure I had cocoon up every time, which was was pretty easy. But yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. I mean, to be fair, like both fights, super fun to progress. I was a uh, I was a fan of both of them. So yeah, I mean, Nimoy um, was not as bad as I was expecting, but it was no. still pretty. Like it's gonna be. I'm, it's a fight that I'm going to be glad that you can just like skip most of it with gear. Yeah. When we're when we're running around and we're like I level four ninety and can just two phasing like, it right, <laughs> just two phase it trivially. Like it's gonna be. I'm going to be glad that we can. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, I, I would say right now, least favorite fight is the council fight, which is funny. I just don't, don't like council fights. Not fun to this day. I think, I think I'm now down on council fights like real bad. So we managed um, to, to get through the council fight without any, uh, anybody dying to the frontal cleave this time. Oh, nice. nice. Um, I, I got all the frontal cleaving out of the way on a heroic clear <laughs> where I killed like 10 people. <laughs> it's just nice that's awesome that's awesome um well cool well um yeah progression will we'll, i guess you have to let me know how smolder on is next week we hopefully will get to see it i don't think i don't think we're extending just yet but we are close i think we probably have like one more yeah. clear and then yeah we've been we've been talking i think that we're planning to keep re-clearing until they nerf tindral <laughs> yeah that's probably a good idea to be fair yeah like uh, especially with how fast reclear has been for us like traditionally we've kind of been bad at reclear yeah. um and so that's been one of our things to like push us towards extending early because if you spend forever wiping on these early bosses it does cut into your progression time and that sucks mm -hmm. um, but we've actually like we cleared heroic in like about an hour we cleared uh all the bosses we had already killed like the one that we wiped the most on was volkaros of all things nice like we nice. one shot that boss on Prague. yeah 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 and then we go in and i just like miss taunt once the myco tank misses a taunt and then i don't remember what the third wipe was but we, we wiped to something yeah um and then killed it and even still like three wipes on that bus is like 20 minutes total yeah on that no, it's, not, so it's not that bad yeah not a ton of time yeah, no, yeah, we've been we've been pretty efficient too, which has been nice. So, um, but yeah, now we've got the heroic skip. Like people were asking, are we going to take heroic out of main raid? And it's like heroic still drops big upgrades, especially off Firek. Yeah, yeah, the trinkets are still their trinket is still very nice. So yeah, it's uh, a decent decent thing to pull. So so yeah, we're we're probably not extending for a while. <laughs> very different <laughs> yeah, from true. last year, where we like were literally extending on week four. Week yeah, three or week no, four. I, I think we, I think we, the only reason we did heroic the final week was to get the skip, like whatever that, like that yeah. was the only reason we were in there. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, cool. Well, um, well, yeah, Prague going well. So, yeah, we'll have to talk about Smolder on next week, see if we see how we're liking that fight because that seems awful. Um, all right. Well, let's get a little bit into the, the news for this week. Um, so, a couple of interviews, a couple of things to touch on, uh, and then we'll get into some of that, the big news about what happened in retail. So, first up is, um there was an interview um with windows central was the team that did it or, or publication did it but they interviewed phil spencer who if you're not familiar with would be a new name if you're not if you're only into wow stuff or blizzard stuff phil is the ceo of xbox gaming 
um, so he runs essentially the entire gaming division at Microsoft. Um, he gave an interview talking a little bit about Blizzard and what their plans are um, at a very, very high level, really like sort of more visionary type level. Um, but basically touched on a couple, of, I think a, a couple of key things that is interesting. I think the first one is essentially like the idea is, is that Microsoft wants Blizzard to explore their back catalog, right? Like, so essentially look at what they've released in the past and potentially rebuild it, like remake it, like bring it up to modern standards. I think um, that is sort of a really cool thing. I mean, Microsoft did this with recently with Ages of Empires, which is a very well-known RTS game. so much of that as a kid. AO, dude, AoE 2 was like my jam, man. Like it was like a, we, a high school thing, so. All right, so this is a little <laughs> off topic, but did you know, so there was the like, cd check on age of empires right that yeah. you had to have the cd and it would check it for a valid license in order to start the game but after that everything was actually on you, your hard drive you could you take could it take out the cd out so yes. we would do lands and we only had one copy of age of empires so we installed the same one on every every one and i think yep. we had to do like a registry edit trick to make them because it also would put like your license code in the registry and like compare it yeah. when you tried to land so we would just change that yeah and use one cd for all it was great it was great a lot, lot of silly land stuff i think we found the cheat codes right like the the baby with the rocket launcher and the the oh, yeah. lasers yeah yeah exactly yeah, it, was yeah. A, it was a fun game but yeah but no Blizzard, i mean uh microsoft brought that game back with like an update out of the blue didn't really make a bunch of hoopla about it, a bunch of announcements yeah. but randomly dropped it so no i think it's cool that they're they're sort of like Phil has been focused on that. They're also really big into like Game Pass and like the model there, which again, very Microsoft centric thing, but essentially like Netflix for games where you pay a monthly subscription fee and get access to a bunch of first party stuff. So we assume that, you know, Bethesda, Star Citizen, right? That was the new one from Bethesda. Yeah. Star, Star something. Wait, no. Ah, um, uh, crap. Star Citizen is the other big vaporware. Oh, game. yeah. But no, this was Star. Starfield. Starfield. Yes, Starfield. That was yeah. on Game Pass. So if you paid $15 a month, you got to play Starfield on day one. Um, not the early release day one, but like the actual launch date, of course. Um, but so, no, I think it's a really cool service and it sounds like they're going to bring Blizzard games there. Um, and I think the other thing too is that like um, Blizzard is, or um, uh, Microsoft is very sort of behind like making making games more available to more people so i mean to be fair the next major blizzard drop probably is on game pass right and so um, the, the like, real question in my mind is what even would be blizzard's back catalog at this point given that their three major franchises all have had like it's starcraft starcraft hasn't had a release since 2011 basically yeah. so like are they gonna hit us with starcraft 3 are they gonna are they gonna do starcraft remastered like they did uh, the Diablo 2 remaster. Yeah, no. Because, okay, Warcraft Reforged? Was bad. terrible. Bad. I don't know, I don't know really if we want um, Yeah, Wolf Pain in chat says Ghost. I mean, that's what that was the other thing about this interview. They said, like, basically taking, you know, IP and, like, going in different weird directions, I think, is is what, what Microsoft's about. So, no, I think it was a really cool interview. I mean, you can, I mean, if you, if you are in gaming news in general, like, the interview is very on brand for Phil. Like, Phil's, very much like Mike Yabara, like who's the current president of Blizzard, like very much are people who play games, right? They're they're yeah. people who play games. It's not sort of, you know, the CEO that is just there from a business perspective. So um, plus it's funny, I, I I think I mentioned this, but Mike Yabara used to report to Phil like when Mike Yabara was at Microsoft. So 
back in the fold reporting to his own boss. So it'd be it'd be cool to see what they they cook up. So um, but yeah, no, cool interview, cool that Phil's sort of all in on the Blizzard support. So um, and Activision, of course, if you care about modern warfare or something like that, I don't know, whatever Activision has. Um so cool. So uh so cool interview with Phil. Um another thing that came out was um so at the beginning of 10-2, basically Blizzard broke uh a specific uh, like range check uh, function in the game, which a lot of weak auras and even UI add-ons use to yep. denote when like certain things were in range of your players. Um, I believe they ba- they reverted, um, they reverted some of the checks, particularly between player and enemies, right? Um, but there were still still restrict uh, range checks between players, essentially player to player stuff. That's basically what I don't know if the hotfix for it has gone live yet, mm-hmm. but basically. Kind of like friendly nameplates turned out to be a thing, like Star Augur, friendly yep. nameplates it made it easy to do some of the coordination mechanics. Uh, so they turned off add-on ability to modify friendly nameplates. Friendly range checking, doing similar things. Enemy range checking, kind of important for various things like your action bars to be yeah. able to tell when you are in range to use your spells. Um but the friendly ones, I think we're likely to end up with just kind of like the more basic, like, are you within the 40 yards or 25 yard range, whatever kind of deal. And that's the only one you can realistically do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which they, for those that maybe were not playing during Emerald Nightmare, when player positions became protected information in, uh, within, you know, raid and dungeon settings, um, like the, we used to have a bunch of radar weak auras and add-ons and stuff like that that got removed. Um, this is kind of a continuation of that. Like the what people move to is basically you have a bunch, you have a list of like toys and other yeah. spells that you just ask the game. Okay, this thing has a one yard range. Am I in range to use it? Yes or no. Okay, three yards. Am I in range? Five yards. Am I in range? And you just have a list of things with various ranges and use that to figure out how far away you are. So that's. They basically turned off the ability to do that for a bunch of those. Is, nice. is what happens. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a, it was a snap. Yeah, and I think too the other part of it. This does also break a lot of like potentially accessibility add-ons, like people yeah. who have like you know who need just the support and things like that in game. So um, cool they're turning it back on. But yeah, the friendly stuff I think is, yeah, it's just a, it is part of the arms race of Blizzard. Yep. UI customization and Blizzard sort of wanting to restrict that. So speaking of the arms race, I don't. This is not in the notes, but I just want to briefly bring it up because I think it's extremely funny. Um, like Blizzard and the private auras arms race. Um, I don't know if you've seen, but Liquid had on Pro. I don't know if they had this on Pro actually, but they they have uh, in their pack now, and the community kind of rebuilt one that does the same thing that bypasses the private aura check for the Smolderon orbs. Oh really? Yeah, Is that, that's the macro one, right? They weren't using a macro. Oh, I didn't realize that. And there's a macroless one now. There, there, other guilds were using a macro, um, and like I don't know if they actually weren't using a macro during a race during the race or not. I know the one currently in a liquid pack does not need a macro. Interesting. And basically, what it is is that these orbs put threat have threat on the person that they're targeting. Oh wow, that's super wow. That's super smart. So they they look that's for who so they smart. have threat on, basically. Yeah. 
and they they say, oh, that's the that's the person that's targeted, and so it's just extremely funny to me. Just like all these things, like the Neltharian one was that the boss targeted the people that were getting hit with the thing, even though it was a private debuff. You just looked for the boss, rapidly switching between three targets, and that tells you who it, who he was hitting with the mechanic. Yeah. It's just like Blizzard learning over and over what a side channel attack is and how hard it is to prevent them. It's just extremely funny to me. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that and like, it's just every, like, I feel like every Firak debuff is a, is a, is private, a private order. order. It's just like, yeah. I think the dispel is like the only thing that isn't. And it's just, it's very annoying. Cause like, I, like in my raid frames, the default private aura, like, thing that you can put on raid frames is just a big block of like the icon yeah. and yeah. so like on certain boss fights like the um like the laradar. Dr- laradar yeah the the fire dropping why is that a private aura why for one thing like, it gets applied to literally the whole raid everyone gets it who can like who cares it probably like, was like originally not going to be applied to the whole raid and they didn't want you to assign it so they made it private and then they made it go on the whole raid oh and my god never unprivated it <laughs> It's so annoying, dude. That was like the biggest thing my like our healers were talking about. I was like, how do we turn off this debuff? And I'm like, I don't, I'm not investigating. You literally have to like turn off private auras for yeah. that fight, basically. It's yeah. It's annoying. I, but yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Um, it, it's dumb. But yeah, I guess that'll be the new thing going into next expansion. Just everything's a private aura. So um, but cool. Um, so that's it. Yeah, so range checking, hopefully between enemies and players will be if it's not already hot fixed, then it should be should be soon. Um, and then yeah, I guess the other, uh, sort of moving on, the other big news this week outside of retail was Season of Discovery launched. Um, so if you're not familiar with this, this is sort of the new twist on WoW Classic that was announced at BlizzCon. Essentially, um, it's a shorter level range, so it's only level 1 to 25. Um, and every class gets new abilities through these things called runes. Basically, you can engrave a rune onto a specific armor slot. It's gloves, pants, or chest. Um, and the runes it's give you gloves, new abilities. It's gloves, chest. Helmer chest. No, it's legs. Sure. legs. It's legs. Is it legs? legs. Did they... It's legs and chest. Yeah, because you don't get a helm till very much late, till later. It's gloves. It's gloves, legs, and chest. A thousand percent. Because huh. I just went through this with my mage. I was doing this right before oh, okay. the podcast. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, I, I could swear that like when I did the like I did we did the beta BFD yeah. thing at BlizzCon. I could swear it was helm. But maybe yeah, they changed cool. it. Maybe I'm just bad at remembering things. That's true. That's true. You could, yeah, they could have changed it. But no, it was gloves. It was gloves, legs, and chest. And so these okay. runes give you new abilities. Like mages get the ability to have like fingers of frost or living bomb, things that weren't in original classic. Yeah. Um, they also did some weird stuff where like shamans can fully tank now through the use of runes. Yep. Um, I did a run an RFC last night with a shaman tank that c- could not pull threat off them as best I tried. Um, and so I think rogues have a tank spec now, warlocks have a tank spec now, mages yep. have a healing spec. Yep. Um, so, and the runes themselves are hidden in the world. I think, I mean, if you care, Wowhead, I think has guides for pretty much how to find all of them, but even knowing the guide, it's like interesting what they did. Like I'll, maybe I'll do a little bit of a spoiler here if you care, but for an early mage rune, uh, around Trisfald Glades, there's these weird pumpkins uh, that if you polymorph them, a person comes out and drops a scroll, and you collect six of these scrolls to get a rune. That's um, cool. So it's like it's like weird stuff like that. Or there was like yeah. So I won't ruin any other of them. But there's like yeah. new things out in the world that you can do. Um, yeah, like runes, I, I'm cool. running on. I made a rogue. My rogue's like level eight or nine at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been running around, and I've been pickpocketing everything because I'm like, I heard some people talking about scrolls. So I'm like, hmm. You know what would be a neat way for for rogues to get scrolls or something bits of bits of whatever to put together a rune, pickpocketing. Pick yeah, 
So I'm, I'm pickpocketing everything I can. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. But yeah, I've been having a blast. I think it's funny too. The weird thing about this is it, so I have a, this is how I know that WoW might be like Blizzard might be onto something here. So I have a buddy who played, we, we played original War, uh, Warcraft up until he quit right around Cata, like right before Cataclysm, essentially. So Wrath, like the original yeah. three. Um, and to this day, he calls WoW both the best and worst game he's ever played. Best in yeah. terms of like losing essentially like what, four years of your life to the game, five years of your yeah. life through Wrath. And worst in that he always makes fun of me for still playing it. He has come back to play season of discovery because <laughs> he's like it is different enough and it's only 25 levels that it's a, a, like he's like if i hate it it's just i lose like a weekend or i lose like a week of messing yeah, around like yeah i still get it's, to see some new stuff so it's also like one of the things that excites me about this and i don't think i properly expressed this the last time we talked about season of discovery but one yeah. of the things that excites me about this is this is blizzard creating low level content leveling content that's intended to be like a thing for people to go back and do oh and yeah. just like run around and, and play in the world right and that's been a thing that blizzard has struggled with for a long time like you can see elements of them trying to do this in dragonflight and i think with mixed success like mm -hmm. world quests and world events obviously kind of do it but you you've done one super bloom you've done all the super blooms right exactly yeah. you've done one feast you've done basically all the feasts mm -hmm. um there's not like they they help they add things but it's not the same as content that is designed for you to be playing and leveling through it slowly right yeah. uh yeah, for exactly. it to be the thing that you're you're your for it to be your goal instead of a thing that you have on your way yeah yeah and we've and it's funny too because a lot of the like because i'm actually playing with a group of friends that typically aren't big wow people um but have played in the past and it's like we did rage fire chasm last night and so we were going around to collect the quests, and there's like two in thunder bluff one in under city and one right outside yeah. the instance and I remember having to like run to run to Thunderbluff to turn it in, and just like some like the 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 joke is basically like this is the best version of WoW. It's the best game. I'm like, yeah, I, I love having to run 30 minutes out of my way to turn in a level 15 quest that like isn't going to matter. But of course, like Thunderbluff has quests to like send you to or like, yeah. Ordemar Ragefire. So it's just it's, it's just funny the way some of those quests. Like I think one of my buddies was doing a quest in like from the barons that sent him to Trisfall Glades, but it just sent them to the Sepulchre. And then turned yeah. around and had to fly all the way back. And like, it was for like a thousand experience or something like nothing, basically. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's a lot of those that are not worth doing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But no, it's, uh, it's been fun. I mean, I'm a huge fan of this stuff and, um, I think it's cool that, that basically you have three versions of wow. I, to be fair, like almost four versions of wow. You can like potentially get yourself into, you know, get your hardcore yeah. season of discovery, you know, wrath classic and, and retail. So. Um, and then like regular classic still out there. I don't know how popular that is, but I mean, oh, it's I'm super assuming, popular. Yeah, right. I'm assuming people are still. Oh wait, no, 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 vanilla classic not so popular. Not yeah, be. not wrath classic super popular. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, but cool. Now I've been having a blast with it, so I'm excited to do more. And um, yeah, I think yeah, Wolfman in chat mentions it only go to 25 for this for this phase. They'll increase it a bunch more phases coming up. But the cool thing is, is that the previous phase leveling is is sped up. So like is essentially, it? yeah. So I what they, they, they said this in, okay. I think it was in the deep dive, but they talked about it where like the idea is like one to twenty five is open now. When forty, I think, is the next Mac op opens right. up. One to twenty five gets accelerated experience, and oh, then you go cool. back to normal rates at twenty five to get yourself to forty. Or that's really cool. I like yeah. that. 
Yeah. I like that a lot. That's um, so like I've I've been I wanted to play more season of Discovery this weekend, but mm-hmm. my main for raid is still running around with a fucking world quest weapon <laughs> and an agility pole arm. It's a blood nice. decay, by the way. Uh, this this normal eye level agility pole arm seems better than the other weapons that I have access to right now. I am thirty one keys deep and have not seen the two handed weapon yet. That's rough. So, that's rough. So yeah, that's fun. Um, but yeah, it's it's been. I would say it is. It has been a lot of fun, even just like hanging out and talking to people. So um, yeah. But cool. Um, all right, moving on a little bit. Um, there was a bunch of ten dot two PTR news that that hit. Um, I think the 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 two at least biggest ones for me were number one. Um, when 10.2 drops, Revival Catalyst becomes a weekly charge rather than a uh, every two Bi-weekly. every other week charge, bi-weekly yeah. charge, um, which was good for you know all catch up, tra- what is it like transmog stuff you might want to get. So yeah. that's nice. But then the other thing they're doing is they're updating the visuals of almost all of the Shadowlands, uh, Shadowlands um, anima power. What are they? What are they called? Like covenant, covenant abilities. abilities. Sorry, yeah. yeah, all the the Shadowlands covenant abilities. So like for for Warlock or sorry. Not a warlock in retail. Um, for monk, <laughs> um, Feline Stomp gets an updated visual, um, and so it goes from sort of the blue, um, like night fae wispy kind of night fay type of thing to like a very green serpent. It looks like a snake. It looks so. I don't know if you can pull up a video. I think it gonna, looks. I'm going to try. You need to see it in in action because like the actual visual on the the floor, like the the still image of it, it looks okay. It looks less yeah. intricate. But the visual of it looks so good. Like the like in action looks so cool. Um, but I yeah, have a video of this already. Here we go. I think I got one though. Uh-uh. Uh, so here we go. We got. Is it? Where is it? It's. Oh, here we go. Okay. So this is what this looks like. Uh, they're gonna use. Here we go. Look at that. So this oh, is so good for, for people listening to this. Obviously we're, we're showing a video, um, but what this looks like is basically like you're getting snake, I don't know, runes on the ground. Um, and yeah. they kind of rush forward, rush outward and form these, this, you know, pattern on the ground. It's it. All right. This is a pun. It invokes Yulon. <laughs> in a very effective way yeah um it's 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 neat it's good i'm glad they're updating the visuals on these rather than leaving us with the old um oh yeah old shadowlands visuals forever uh there's also a weapons of order one but i have actually not even looked at what it is i haven't seen it well yeah mystery doesn't get access to it so i haven't i haven't seen yeah. it but um but no yeah it's uh it's really it's really cool they're going back to do it. I think the monk one looks honestly amazing. So, um, so yeah, it's uh, it's super cool. Um, huge, huge fan of all those, all the updates they're doing. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's on ten two. So more little tidbits of stuff coming out. I think we what we're talking about ten two probably hitting January ish at this point. I don't think we get 10-2-5, it. Ten two five, but yeah, ten two five. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, and then there's also so the next phase is season of discovery. We have, I don't know if it's official confirmation at this point, but the next raid is no more again. And we have Black Fathom Deeps. It's the current level 25 raid for uh, Season of Discovery. 
No More Again is inaccessible. You can't zone in. Yeah. Uh, so that is basically confirmed to be the next raid. Oh, uh, level 40 in Nomer. Oh. And if you've not done that instance in Classic, that place is huge. Oh, it's massive. It's so, yeah. I mean, it, it is it is the quintessential to me. Like, there's a couple dungeons in Classic WoW that are, to me, are like the, we're going to do this dungeon, and it is, it is an all-night experience. It is a four-hour, yeah. like, we're going on a journey. We might only kill two or three bosses, but it is going to be fun. And, like, Nomer's yeah. like that. Um, I think uh, uh, like Blackrock Depths. Well, I mean, Ubers, I think, ended up being a little bit more straightforward, but Depths was always an experience, yeah, okay. right? Yeah. Because Depths, I think, had like 15 bosses or something. Well, upper. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah and then you had I mean, it was kind of all one big thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All stacked on top of each other. So, yeah. But no, Nomer, Nomer was always always a cool one. Um, Maradon, I think, is another one. That was a, not a launch dungeon. It came later. but um, It was also big. Yeah. yeah yeah and they had the purple side they had two different entrances to the same place you had purple and yeah. orange like so but yeah i think nomer is a raid will be so cool the i did get a chance to watch a little bit of the current raid there's some interesting like new mechanics there nothing too crazy. like it's not it's still very much a classic like raid yeah yeah but um but no some some cool some cool new stuff you don't typically see in in classic um or sorry in classic raids or with bfd so um yeah i'm excited for nomer um being the next at least Maybe not officially just yet, but the data mind or like the rumored next raid. So keep me interested. I'll at least play. Um, the other thing too, I guess I know we were, we're sort of not a classic podcast, but the other thing I did, I did watch a couple of interviews. I didn't put it in there, but one other note here before we get into the the main topic was uh, they did talk about the fact that like r- these are not the only runes we're getting. So like the idea is like yep. in some cases, like because they talk about like, well, rogues as a tank like heavy they're very much like does not seem like a finished class and essentially they allude to the fact that like well maybe we designed a full rogue tanking spec that works at 60 but like only kind of works at the lower levels right like works just enough to get you by it, it so. also works well like to, to be clear it does work well enough for black black fathom deeps there are not that many full clears of it because a lot of people are still leveling but yeah there's enough like there's a, a number of people that i've seen that have rogue tanked it yeah yeah so yeah so but yeah there's um it definitely seems like a cool the rune system seems like there's gonna be more runes to find every every phase which will be fun so um so cool um all right well on to some main topics today i think the big one is the race is done or has been done for about a week now as we said at the start here like they killed or echo one um they uh they killed firak uh basically like yeah mid-afternoon or late afternoon u.s time um killed last it sunday like 30 minutes before my raid yeah um so uh so congrats hats off to echo um i think they they did a, they you know played from behind most of the race and um came back right there at the end i think i i don't know if i mentioned on the podcast last week but i know i said this was like anytime you get into a fight where you essentially have to play perfectly to kill it like i think echo and so the longer and the longer you sit at that boss, I think Echo just has, for whatever reason, a leg up on Liquid. But I think Liquid maybe has better. They might be better at like finding the strat or like you know moving through some of the earlier bosses. But as soon as like a boss becomes like a five six day thing, for whatever reason, they just like I don't know. They just can't. They can't seem to pull it together. So um, which sucks. Cause I was rooting for him, but. I mean, Echo played really well. Liquid got it later that night. I think they got it around 1 a.m. ish Eastern time. Oh, um, he's back. 
Oh, sorry. Did I lose connection? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where I dropped off, but um, <laughs> that was weird. Uh, I don't... The internet seems it's, fine. It's good. It's good. We're all good. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, you were saying like we got it at like 1 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. They got it about 1 a.m., I think, Eastern. So, um, But yeah, no. So, I mean, it races over. Firek looks absolutely wild. I cannot wait till they nerf the hell out of that boss because like... I think Firek, like, I think the big thing that looks really ass to me about Farrak is the Aflame debuffs. Where, yeah. how many of them spawn and they nerfed Mass Dispel? It's almost like, uh, so, so, Echo had like 12 dwarves in the raid. And just like, we're stone forming it. Like if it went on a dwarf and they had stone form, they used storm form, stone form on it, and that's the only way they were able to get enough dispels because you can't just bring like well for one thing you can't bring three misweavers and also you can't wait for enough people to get the debuff that revival is useful. Oh yeah, yeah. in most cases because like four or five stacks of the debuff is lethal. Yeah, so you just have to be dispelling it. So you yeah. can't wait for ten people to get it and push revival. You have to dispel them sooner. Well, that too, and it's such a, like, as a healer, phase two is going to be the most annoying because you have to manage dispelling debuffs, healing the raid, and then healing mobs that don't have frames. You're essentially yep. healing, like, friendly nameplates, right? Um, so, no, I, I think, yeah, the, the dispels, I think maybe they make a change there. Um, and then the seeds in the final phase, I think, too, are just, like, the whole idea of, like, a single misstep, like, just... It just seems like like some of the plays. It's that, yeah, but I mean, some of the plays those guys were making, where it's like I think it was Jinji who like dropped a seed, had Blaze on him. He was one of the middle Blazes that went off. Somebody else got Blaze. It was on his seed. He literally the half second his Blaze went off, picked up the seed, blinked, and then the Blaze went off right behind him. And like <laughs> it's literally yeah. like like in a set he had like a literally less than a second to react to what was happening. It's like no offense to my players in my raid, we're not doing that. Like we're just yeah. that is that is a wipe. Yeah, a thousand percent a wipe Absolutely. for us. Same um, thing. So yeah, so I think uh, maybe we see some changes to that like final phase, just like the maybe it's the overlaps and like ability timings. They look at that because yeah, I mean the blazes are like very quick in and out. And it's just, it's yeah, you don't have a lot yeah. of time to react. So yeah, um, but yeah, it looked. I mean, Liquid had some heartbreaking low percentage wipes. I mean, Echo did too. Yeah, I think they were both sub like three percent at one point. Um, and then yeah, Echo gets it. So um, yeah, they had a, yeah. they had a point where they were both about one and a half percent. Yeah, and it's just it's it's crazy. It yeah. is crazy. Um, but yeah, it's so it was Echo, then Liquid, and then Method got it before the reset, right? Uh, when did Method get it? I don't know. I put in the notes. I forget. I'm, sorry. I'm I think they already closed it. Uh, uh, they got it. Uh, no, they got no, it. They got Thursday it after reset. Thursday yeah. or Wednesday? Pretty sure Echoes or sorry, Friday. yeah, Method was what Method was after reset. So yeah, Method got um, it Friday. But still, Method third. I mean, not in the conversation. I think just yet for top two, but they, they were kind of most of a week behind. Yeah, <laughs> it's up two. But still a very a very strong showing from them. So I mean, they did. Uh, I think they did. I think it's good to shout out Method and the rebuild that they've done. I think seems like they're 
they're back in the at least the hunt for for a top five spot all the time now so yeah um cool and then uh so then the other thing that occurs when of course i think this i hopefully this isn't the new trend but at least the past couple bosses have been the trend is in a legendary item drops you get to go and do some quests and crafts um so echo killing it first i think they guarantee the drop maybe on mythic um or at least maybe the first mythic kill the first one i think was guaranteed per region yeah. uh that's how it worked for um the evoker legendary in avarice gotcha gotcha um the differences here there's two main differences one we have bad luck protection from day one and that bad luck protection drops like you actually get an item that you click yeah. in it I don't know if it just doesn't do anything and it's just like a visual representation of the thing or if it actually is behind it. Like imagine like collecting these in your bags and never clicking them. Does that mean you don't get your bad luck protection? Yeah, that's true. That would be, I hope it's like that so that people get, yeah, just use the item. It just goes away. Um, but so there's, there's greater and lesser embers. You kill fire act, you get a greater ember, you get lesser embers from other bosses at random. You can get little, little bonuses basically. Mm-hmm. um and so that's you're stacking at bad luck protection to get the x the other change is that on mythic it apparently is a low percentage drop group loot okay um which means you could assign it out once you're farming mythic um one of the other things that means is that you could sell it oh very interesting that's true that's um, true I don't know if that's intended or not. I think one of the things they probably heard is that people were frustrated. Like people were farming Mythic Sarkarath and frustrated that their evokers didn't get the legendary. Um, and I think we've lost Anomaly again. But people were frustrated their, that their evokers didn't get the legendary. Like we killed Sarkarath, you know, 12 something times. 13, 14. Actually, I'm going to look. We got to wait for Anomaly anyway because his internet is taking a shit. Uh, how many times did we kill Mythic Sarkarath? We killed Mythic Sarkarath 12 times. And our evokers, like, didn't get the legendary until Jesus. basically the end of the tier. And it's like, if that is the problem that they're trying to solve, is that, like, CE guilds are complaining that their raiders can't get the legendary. And, like, ours are like, what's the point in even trying to, to parse? Because I don't have the legendary. I'm 5% behind. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And when you're going for the top, top end of parses, you need it. Um, I don't think this actually solves that unless it's like a really high chance to jump Fearleth, uh, but it will mean that people will try and buy it for a chance at the X. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, yeah, but we'll, I mean, we'll see. I think we are all of our warriors and paladins and things got the items this week, so we did not see it on our heroic kill, so <laughs> it is, uh, it is what it is there. So, um, yeah. but yeah, no, I think it's I fire. I mean, I guess the, the ax seems pretty good. I think people were kind of memeing the fact that you have to kill like a thousand super bloom rares after killing the hardest mythic boss in the world. You then go and sit world, in, sit in the super world bloom. quests. Yeah. Essentially. It's, uh, basically wow. the way it's supposed to work from what I understand is that you're supposed to like use these items on other people and then you get stuff from them when they kill super bloom things oh, okay. and and so that's how it's supposed to be how it is but it's still a much longer grind than the like fire rack assaults were for the evoker legendary even if you do that correctly and don't use the item on yourself like Miras did on stream yeah yeah exactly 
Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so that is sort of the the legendary axe is out. You know, Firak is dead. Um, one of the longer progressions. Almost, almost went the full the yeah. full two two weeks. So, um, but no, I mean, good on good on Echo and Liquid. They're they're done for till next till next expansion basically. So they get a year off of of the grind. We'll say. Um, yeah. But cool. I know we um actually we have, we have about ten minutes left. Um, so we have a couple of other kind of quick things, some tuning updates that have either already gone live this week or will be going live coming up here. Um, so a couple of like, well, maybe we'll start in Mythic Plus. So just um, essentially a couple of changes in a few dungeons, uh, most notably Rise received a handful of nerfs to um, number one, the timer. You gain an extra minute on the timer, which is still fairly tight, we'll say. Um Tier lost about 14% health, which essentially almost guarantees you can two or do like one shield phase, I think, in most groups, even at a 20, I think. I don't think we got yeah. more than two. Uh, at least on Fortified, I think Tyrannical probably a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh time lost battlefield, that boss, the arrows and axes damage was reduced, which is awesome because archers yeah. were awful. <laughs> I, I'm very I'm I'm playing from a very privileged position here where I'm playing at Death Knight. Yeah. So those were never a problem because you just grip it into the boss and it gets instantly cleaved and killed, right? Yeah. If you and, don't play uh, with a, a good death knight, it's oh, things will yeah. kill you. Uh, and then they also on Crenolord Deus they nerfed the tank frontal, uh, which is huge, like huge damage. Yeah, oh, dude, we went in there two week. What was it last week on the, on the Tyrannical week? With a yeah. warrior tank and oh yeah, Rise is banned from being tanked by a warrior with me. It was yeah, we, we killed the timer. We were like, I think we were like, we had like nine minutes or ten minutes, and ended up being like ten minutes over just from yeah. the wipes. It was yeah, yeah, it was rough. So no, that's that's a good that's a good change for sure. Uh, they also nerfed it so the orbs mechanic where like the first orb falls and when it lands it gives you a debuff that increases the damage taken for the next one. So you're supposed to stand in one. Let one fall. They nerfed the damage increase on the second one from 250% to 75%, mm-hmm. which actually means that in the rise that I was doing, they made this podcast late today. Uh, <laughs> when we, when my group in this pug did not do the orbs and just let them both fall, it didn't instantly one-shot the group. That is awesome. It killed one person. And then the others uh, lived at like 10% health. And That's then they hilarious. did the orb mechanic for the rest of the rest of the fight correctly. Nice, nice. Um, they did then too also make a couple of changes in Everbloom to the. It's typically the second boss you do the council boss there. Um, yeah. Basically, the the poison stuff from the main guy essentially is reduced. So the charge damage is reduced along with the discharge, uh, which is the puddles the on puddle. the ground. Yeah. Um, both those were reduced and then the charge itself i think takes longer to travel like the boss takes longer to jump um, yeah uh about a half second longer so a couple of nerfs there um to those bosses so um they also so black or cold very freaky oh yeah the last boss on tyrannical was a little bit rough so in phase one latosius does shadow bolts at random players and they got a slam uh, and they also have the damage variants. So you could have the 
damage on that basically go up or down two key levels just randomly love variants that was that was a thing they that was a that was a very because black or was a legion dungeon right yeah like variance was such a thing. It's still in the game. Yeah. I mean, in very in different cases, but like healing, for example, has a level of variance added to it. And it's always annoying to make sure you get formulas right for that. But right. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh God, that's so funny. Remove the 15% variance. It's awesome. So yeah. So they did that. Um, there's a few other mythic plus changes. They're mostly just bug fixes, or actually there's a number of like fixing unintended interactions some of which have been around since the original time the dungeons were here like in waycrest manor you could before this week pre-shape shift the soul thorns on the tree boss and what it would do is if you were in your shapeshift form not boomkin that one doesn't count the other shapeshift forms when the soul thorns was going to be applied to you it just wouldn't mm-hmm. uh you couldn't shapeshift out of it but you could pre-immune it. That doesn't work anymore. They fixed that. There's a few other things like that that they've fixed. I don't have a list handy actually of those. So uh, that was that, the other big one too is they remove the line of sight requirement from the chart or from the the jump oh, from that yeah. from the Everbloom boss too. Yeah. Um. So you used to be able to line of sight around a, if your tank line of sighted around a corner or around a tree that was in the arena or near the arena. Yeah. Um, the boss wouldn't cast a charge. I mean, there wouldn't be puddles on the ground, which essentially meant if you ran melee, they could just literally stay on whatever boss and cleave it. It's really, really yeah. nice. But um, yeah, they made that change there. Um, just don't run ever, ever bloom with melee, honestly. That is true. That is true. Um, so yeah, so they so so that was I think a couple other changes. Um, they did make a couple of item changes too, I guess. Um, so the blossom of a Mildrasil, which is the trinket from Fyrak, got increased by 10% its effect. Um, the what is it, Bellorelos, which is the caster trinket, I believe. From Tindril. Yeah. From Tindril. Um, the self-damage of that was increased. That trinket's already busted. Um, so the self-damage well, is increased. So yeah, the, the self-damage right now from a heroic one is like 300 k mm-hmm. So this this puts it at like almost 400k which yeah. is that's like half your health but it's a 12 second dot it's honestly not that threatening yeah it's not too bad um, um it, it was very funny when the data mining of this came out though and the wow head post just said bellorelos damage increased by 20 percent. and yeah. people in my like we're rating when this comes out right and people in my age just lose their fucking minds over the best trinket getting buffed by 20 percent yeah, before yeah, the yeah. correction comes out that it's the self-damage effect of Bellarolos that uh had the damage increase applied yeah no that was yeah i think we did we had we saw the same thing because this came out like on a friday yeah so i was uh, a bunch of my people in my guild were like going nuts in discord so um but yeah so it's sort of the era you know with world first being done we're going to see a bunch of tuning changes and so we also did see not only item changes but a ton of class changes um so across the board, I think every every class was at least touched, not every spec, but every class was hit with something, um, including Mistweavers. So Mistweaver, I think, got the primary monk changes. So um, just go through these just fairly quickly. So first up is Manatee. Now reduces the mana cost of spells by 25%. It was 50%. So this is definitely a nerf. Um, it's a nerf, though, particularly at the high end, I'll say. I don't yeah. think, like, from what we've seen log-wise and people asking questions, a lot of people don't actually make the best use of this reduction. 
right? Which is effectively like the ability to reduce a specific spell or a specific group of spells by 50%. So it was yeah. a lot of a lot of the tech was around it's, like using it's it. It's kind right of a before, curve too, right? Um, oh, we lost so. anomaly again. Um, so basically what, what happens with this is that at the low end, people don't really true. get the mana benefit from manatee. You're not really making great use of it. You're just using it for mana regeneration. You're not worrying about the mana savings from having the cost reduction. And then kind of at the mid-level, you're maybe getting more value from it. But then at the top level, you're getting Innervate, and you don't need the Manatee. You just get two Innervates, and it's fine. Um, so in some ways, this is like a little bit of a miss of a nerf, in my opinion, because if you just have two Druids that Innervate your Mistweaver, right? You can you can Innervate every Yulon, and then they don't have to work. Like, this is... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... A little bit of a, a top end, I'll say, nerf more than anything, but I think it, it'll impact people. It won't be as big of an impact as people think. Yeah. Um, they also now changed the upwelling stacks, go to 15, which we talked about. This just makes it in line with the change they made to the number of bolts that Essence Font actually sends. Yeah. Um, they also decreased the healing of Essence Font by 10% and the healing of Invigorating Mix okay, by I, 10%. So. I actually wanted to ask, does this Essence Font nerf apply to the Essence Font bolts from Feline Stomp? Yes, it will. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so typically those are those bolts are still, those are coded as Essence Font in terms of the healing. They're not a separate bolt uh, gotcha. spell idea, if I remember correctly. So, so that, was, that was my one question, because I was like, everybody praises the death of like Essence Font. Nobody, nobody wants to have, be pushing Essence Font, basically. Um, but if it also nerfs Feyline Stomp, people are much happier to be pushing Feyline Stomp. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, Essence Font in Raid is still a good ability to use, particularly if you, since we, right now a lot of builds run outballing, and you just Thunder Focus T hit it yeah. uh, with a Manatee Tick, and it's uh, it's fine healing. Um, they also decreased, er, sorry, decreased Invigorating Mist healing by 10%. So Invigorating Mist is the, the, cleave, right? the cleave healing from Vivify, right? So all your renewing mist targets, that's the new spell ID for that. Um, they've nerfed that healing by 10%. A little and bit then, of a compensation, skipping ahead a little bit. Vivify yeah. primary target healing got increased by 5%. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit of a main target buff there. And then the one that is probably makes out of all these probably the biggest one is common coalescence now increases the absorb of life cocoon by two percent it was three percent so this was the spell where it will stack up to 50 but every tick of soothing mist you do grants you a grants you a stack of this and each stack increases in this case the the absorb of life cocoon by two percent so it life cocoon at a 50 stacked common coalescence is like ridiculously powerful and the fun thing is if you run uh the statue Elon statue, those soothing mist ticks also increase common coalescence. So essentially you can tap, you know, you can always keep a basically every eight seconds getting eight more stacks essentially um, by tapping essence or sorry, tapping soothing mist on someone. Hmm. Um, and then the only final change, which is I, I don't think a huge one, but ancient concordance now increases the chance for black hole kick to reset rising sun kick by 12%. It was 10%. So a slight buff That's there. a buff, right? Yeah. Yeah, slight buff there. I mean, it's to be fair, like Reese, the if you run, if you need a, if you need a Feline Stomp reset, or I'm sorry, no, this is a RSK reset. So yeah, this yeah. is a, this is a buff in terms of like getting more RSK damage out. Sorry, I thought this Feline yeah. Stomp reset. Um, um, and then the only other monk change, uh, and <laughs> I have not consulted the Windwalker people about this one, but I'm pretty sure uh, I don't need to. All ability damage increased by 6%. I believe this is going to increase their damage by about 
but um <laughs> but six percent if you're if you, but if you talk to one more six percent of zero right? well six percent of zero is still yeah, that's zero true. so yeah yeah you know, a, a little bit of a buff there for them um yeah yeah which yeah which is always good so um the only other thing i know we're, we're just about at the time here is blizzard after this post did put on another blue post that essentially said uh we're gonna make new more changes <laughs> i think is that like we got, the, a, we got the second round of these didn't we I feel like uh, we got the second round of these. I think that well, I don't think there was anything additional other for the December fifth ones coming up. I didn't unless I missed it in the notes. Other than like essentially, um, after December fifth, we can expect more changes. Okay. okay, um, was sort of what what they what they were talking about. So, um, so yeah. So I think the idea is like they held any changes till after race for world first, as always, class wise, yeah. and then yeah. I think we got that backwards actually. Oh, we have these backwards in the notes. The the more class tuning post is posted before the class tuning post. Oh, whoops! Because there was the other class, the other class tuning that happened with reset. There were some buffs. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, yeah, this is the one where BM Hunter got a five percent AOE nerf. I don't know if you've run with a good BM Hunter in keys, but holy crap! Like our <laughs> DPS, the DPS in my guild are just like. They just want the BM hunters to stop taking all the damage. There's only yeah. a finite. You do a dungeon pull. There's a finite amount of damage to be done, and the BM hunter just takes the whole thing. Yeah, that is true. They do. They do a lot, a lot of damage. That is true. So, um, but cool. I think that's. I think that's everything for this week. I think we, yep, we ran I the gambit on it. So I think that's so. it. Just running a little bit late on both ends because I made the foolhardy decision. Of trying to pug Murazon's <laughs> rise uh, 30 minutes before the podcast, and that key did not take 30 minutes. Can't do it. Can't cut it that close. <laughs> yep. So yeah, that's <laughs> going to be it for the show today. Thank you all for watching and or listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to support it and the other work that we do over on the Pika Serenity, you can do that over on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Pika Serenity. And of course, Come and join the Discord. It is the best place to come and learn about how many innervates you should actually be getting on all of these mythic fights, and we're best to use them if you're a Mistweaver. Mm-hmm. And also to figure out how how in the hell you do Nimue as a brewmaster. I can't tell yeah. you that one because I did I cheated and I did it on the Blood DK, but <laughs> there's there's some good tips going on about how to do things with like if you're in the the there's some transcendence tech with like escape from reality and stuff like that for that fight. Nice. So that's, that's good, good stuff going on there. But uh, yeah, that's going to be it for the show today. Thank you all for listening and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.